when does a task become an event and when does an event become a task? That's the question I'm answering this week. Hello and welcome to episode 291 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I'm your host for this show. Last week in my YouTube video, I shared how to get the most out of Todoist's latest new feature, task duration. This feature allows you to add a duration time to your task so you can estimate how much time you will need each day to do your tasks. As I explained in the video, this is not a feature I personally would use, but I know a lot of people have been requesting this for some time. This sparked a lot of comments on the subject of Todoist introducing a calendar so people can drag and drop tasks onto a calendar and I know this type of feature appeals to a lot of people. However, there are problems with this approach to task management and this week's question asks me to explain why this would be a problem. So, I decided to oblige and explain why this is something you do not want to be doing. So, without further ado, let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Steve. Steve asks, Hi Carl, I've heard you say in the past that you should not be putting tasks on your calendar and events onto your to-do list. Could you explain your thinking behind that approach? Hi, Steve. Thank you for your question. In the early days of Mac OS X, in the early 2000s, Apple brought tasks into their calendar app and they lived on the right-hand side of the calendar. It seemed logical. Here was a list of all your appointments and on the right-hand side, there was a list of all the things you needed to do that day. It soon became apparent that this was not working. You see, tasks and appointments are two very different things. An appointment is a commitment to another person or persons that you will be in a specific place at a specific time. That could be a meeting room, a place or in front of your computer with either Zooms or Zoom or Teams open. A task, on the other hand, is something you decide needs doing but can be done at any time. You might find you have 20 minutes while waiting for a doctor's appointment and you could call the people you need to call or send out those emails you need to send. In my case, I might have a blog post to write but it doesn't matter whether I write it in the morning, afternoon or evening. The only thing that matters is I write it. I could decide to postpone it until later in the day or I could postpone it until tomorrow because I have too many appointments today. And that would be fine. I'm not letting anyone down. The way I look at it is, my calendar is there to tell me what I have committed to and with whom. My task manager tells me what I need to do when I have free time to do it. Now, 
time does not accept a vacuum. We cannot do nothing, ever. If you think about it, laying on the sofa mindlessly scrolling through news or social media feeds is doing something. Similarly, taking an afternoon nap is still doing something. You're always doing something whether you are consciously aware of it or not. Now, one of the most important things you can do if you want to be on top of your work is to maintain flexibility. Flexibility means you can direct your attention where it needs to be when it needs to be there. If you cram your calendar full of tasks, you immediately lose that flexibility. It also means if one or two of your meetings overrun, and they do, you get held up or you get held up in a traffic jam or something goes wrong with your company's CRM system, your carefully curated tasks and appointments are instantly destroyed. Now, that in itself is not really a disaster. You can reschedule all those tasks, but now you've just added another step. Instead of being able to pick the tasks you are able to do in the moment, responding to your messages while being stuck in a traffic jam, for instance, you begin to panic about how much time you are losing and all the work you will now have to reschedule on your calendar. This also means your calendar loses its power. If you schedule a task to be done at, say, 2pm, but you're running behind, so you ignore those tasks, what's the point of your calendar? You took the time to put those tasks there, but you're just ignoring them. What is the point? Because you are human, you need flexibility. You want to be able to choose the right work for the way you are feeling and what's on your mind at that moment. Then there is the human factor. You are not a machine. You, when planning your day, you will be thinking you will be fully alert, energetic and focused. When you're working the day, you will be tired, distracted and suffering from diminishing energy levels. What you really need is to take a break. But no, you have tasks to complete because your calendar tells you at 2pm you have to spend the next 90 minutes doing your tasks. Finally, when you look at your calendar and you see almost every minute of your day taken up with appointments and tasks, it can be demoralizing. It just drags you down and leaves you feeling busy, stressed and overwhelmed. Not a great state to be in if you want to make the right decisions about what to do with a clear mind. Now, one way to prevent this from happening, and I alluded to this in my YouTube video, is to operate a time-blocking system in your calendar. Now, what this means is if you have a number of similar tasks to perform, you can block time out for doing this kind of work. For instance, let's say you need an hour a day to do your admin and an hour a day to deal with your messages and emails. You could put time blocks in for those. I do this every day. At 4pm, I have an hour time block for communications. This means I have a dedicated amount of time each day for managing my messages. At 4pm, I will sit down and clear my action folders. Sometimes most of that time is spent in email. Other days, it might be mainly spent in my messaging apps. When I start the day, I have no idea how many communication tasks I will have. But I don't need to worry because I know I have an hour to deal with them later that day. 
I also have an admin hour blocked in my calendar each day too. This hour is for dealing with any administrative tasks I need to do for my accountant or clients that require a particular type of tax receipt. I also use time blocks for the kind of work I do. For example, I do a lot of writing, so I have three two-hour blocks in my calendar each week, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, and one on Friday. In my task manager, I have a label for all my writing tasks I have to do, and all I need to do is search for any writing task dated for that day, and I can choose which ones to do. I have the flexibility. If I'm feeling great, full of energy and focused, I'll pick the hardest ones. If I'm not feeling great, lacking in focus and tired, I will choose the easier ones. I know I have more writing blocks in the week, so it really doesn't matter which ones I do. I do the same with projects and my audio-visual work. I have time blocked in my week for working on these tasks. I also make sure that any focused work, writing and project work for instance, is done in the morning when am I most focused. However, the key here is blocking time out for the type of work, not individual tasks. This ensures I maintain flexibility and can decide what to do based on my physical and mental state at that moment. It also means my calendar never looks overwhelming. You want to ensure there are sufficient gaps between time blocks so you have the flexibility to take a break when needed and pick up anything urgent that may have come in that day. Using this method means I am only managing tasks in one place. When I do my daily planning, I can see on my calendar I have a two-hour writing block the next day and I can then choose which writing task should be done in that time from my writing list in my task manager. If things change overnight, I have the flexibility to change the task around the next day if needs be. If you go back to the COD principles, that's collect, organize and do, you want to be spending as little time as possible organizing so you maximize your doing time. I'm collecting tasks in my task manager all day and I will spend around 95% of my work day doing work. That leaves me around 20 minutes each day for the organizing and planning. All I need to do is look at my calendar for the next day, see what time blocks and appointments I have, let's say an audio-visual time block and a coaching call. I can then date any task related to audio-visual for the next day. When the next day arrives, I can then decide which of those tasks I will do based on my energy levels, what is important and what deadlines I have. If you're trying to manage individual tasks on your calendar as well as your task manager, not only are you now duplicating, but you've just given yourself a lot more organizing to do. I hope that clarifies things for you, Steve. Thank you so much for your question and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>